When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Record Celtic Podcast. I'm Andy Barge and I'm joined today by the Daily Records Tony Haggerty, who you may have seen in the news yourself recently. <laughs> <laughs> we'll discuss what was a great start to a huge double header for Celtic this week, the latter part of which is at Ibrox on Saturday. And we'll also delve into two fresh transfer rumours in terms of new faces at the club. Let's start in chronological order then, Tony, up to Pitodri. What did you make of that yesterday? First of all, season greetings to everybody out there who listens <laughs> on the podcast. <laughs> Merry, Christmas yourself, Merry Christmas yourself, and all that, and Happy New Year when it comes. Uh, great result in terms of uh, the title race for Celtic. Uh, showed great character, great resilience, uh, not to let themselves get up- upset by the, the penalty awards. Uh, both penalty awards. First one I thought was a definite penalty. The second one just incredible decision by Willie yeah, Collum. You know, it was a strange one. Uh, but again, champions showed what they're made of. Showed their metal again and stepped their foot on the gas when they needed to, and they, and they didn't have much time to do it. So uh, fair play to them and fair play to Brendan's boys for digging deep and getting a result. Odson Edward, uh, he's had a, a decent season so far, I think, but he came off the bench and had a real impact. I think he's played himself into the team for Saturday. Very much so, yeah. I'd, Brendan loves Edward and he loves him because of that. The problem that Celtic supporters have with him is for nine million quid, they're expecting that every week. But you can't underestimate the contribution of Edward yesterday. Apps, and I said it when we did a, a Monday jury, and I said he infuriates people, but he's capable of the most outrageous moments of sublime skill you know and his pass that led to uh, Sinclair's second goal and also his finish and then the run that led to the, yeah. the third goal I mean that's what £9 million gets you or it should get you you know and I think Edouard himself kind of realised he's been off the boil because he'd only scored one in his last ten I believe uh, but certainly stepped up to the plate yesterday and Obviously, I always thought that Dembele was a big game player. Mm-hmm. I think Edouard's a big game player. He needs that challenge. He needs that responsibility on his shoulders. And I think he knew fine well that he had to turn it on in order to play himself into the Ibrox 11, which I, I, I believe he has. Is it a small kick in the teeth for Mikey Johnston, or do you think he's expected this? To, I think be, I, to have come in for maybe the less important games and give a rest I, I to some other players? I think it's a slowly, slowly catchy monkey with Michael. You know, you... You, you introduce him, you give him bits, give him a taste mm-hmm. and, and, and let him see what he can contribute, you know, and he's and he scored a couple of goals and, and he's done well, but he, he's not the man to lead the line at Ibrox. Yeah, yeah, sure. You know, you ask any Celtic supporter, can Mikey Johnson lead the line at Ibrox? They would say no. You'd have you'd have some you have to have someone better than that. You know, so I think Mikey is realistic enough to know that. Brendan's introduced him, he's playing bit parts, he's getting a wee bit of success, he's enjoying that. And, and from that, can he build upon that to become a mainstay of the team? We'll, we'll find out because Celtic really don't have many options. If they <laughs> yeah. don't spend in January, Mikey Johnson might find himself featuring more and more. Of course, yeah, you know, because we're still waiting on the return of Lee Griffiths and when that'll be, nobody knows. 
but hopefully it's sooner rather than later. So he has a chance. He's got a chance to impress. And like any youngster coming into the team, they have to grab that chance. And he's not done much wrong so far, but he's still raw. You know, there's still some mm-hmm. schoolboy elements to his game, like beating a man and running out of the park. First touch mm-hmm. not being particularly great, but that'll come with more, with more first-team game time. And he'll improve as a player, playing alongside the first-team players every week. It's funny how situations can change so quickly at the top or bottom of the table. At, on Saturday, with Celtic at 2-2 and Rangers 1-0 up, Rangers have the chance to go into Saturday's match at the top of the table and the chance to increase the lead to four points. Celtic now, well, it's completely swung around. And if they beat Rangers with a game in hand at home to St Johnston, I believe, it really, if, if they get the result on Saturday, could be one hand on the title. It's a massive momentum swinger. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Pitodri result and the result at Ibrooks uh, on Saturday you know and and at one point as you see with seven minutes to go at Pitodri it's looking good for Rangers mm-hmm. but conversely a Rangers win throws it all back into the melting pot on Saturday sure. you know but I think you saw for your Celtic dug deep and the confidence and adrenaline surge you'll get from that you know you, you want to play the next one and the next one just happens to be the Rangers game and I think the Celtic players will be certainly be up for it. I mean, I know they're going for 13 unbeaten on the spin against Rangers. I think that's the longest sequence ever. I might stand correct, but I'm sure it's one of, if not the longest, it's one of them, mm-hmm. you know. Okay. Uh, and is it unlucky 13? Nobody knows. But I think they'll have the bit between the teeth. And one thing the two of them are doing at the moment is they're scoring and conceding. So it could be another 3-2 job, yes. you know. But I think Celtic will be the more confident side going into it having got as you say a massive massive result you know if Celtic do go on and stretch their legs now do you think and, and go on and win the league do you think come May they might look back at that fixture at Aberdeen and Rangers at home and think that's the day that the, the tone for the rest of the I, season was set I, I mean I believe it was a turning point I, I didn't see the the actual TV coverage but I believe they were shown tables as it stands and ah, stuff right, like okay. that yeah you know and you know, so that it was obviously capturing the imagination of people because they were showing, you know, this is how it is, and mm-hmm. you know, the, the kind of manufacturing of a title race. We do have a title race. Let's not kid yourself. But I think if Celtic win on Saturday, that that'll be a big. I think as you see them one hand on the Premiership title because it could be six, net nine if they beat mm-hmm. St Johnston, and then you have to think that they will strengthen in January and then maybe gallop off into the sunset. But it's been a slog so far. Mm-hmm. But to get themselves into this position, having not played particularly great, then if they do turn it on, then you do you do feel that they can accelerate away. You know, on Saturday will be a good chance to, to show Rangers again, if, if, they can, if they can turn it on, that they're a better team with better players. In this moment in time, you have to think that is the case. But now can he write off Rangers, and in particular Alfredo Morelos, who... Notch was at 20 for the season. Yeah, 20. So, you know, so he, he's a handful and he'll give defenders problems because Boyata didn't look particularly settled yesterday coming back into the side and, you know, and upset that wee kind of dynamic. You know, so he, he's got a big decision defensively for Saturday, the, the manager, but he's paid to make those calls, isn't he? So, Well, since Rodgers arrived at Celtic, domestically anyway, they really have turned up in the big games. Yeah. Do you think at the moment this is looking to be the biggest old firm game between the two since Rodgers arrived? Well, I think so because you, you, there is, Gerrard's done remarkably well to keep Rangers up there, you know, dis, despite the points that they've dropped. Mm-hmm. 
you know, and, and Celtic will look at the points that Rangers have dropped and their own points that they've dropped as well as missed opportunities to have opened up a cushion and a gap, you know. I know it's prestigious now, isn't it? Yeah, Celtic are on 42, Rangers 39, then Kelly on 38. Like, was that three, isn't it? Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, yeah, just like that. Uh, so, the Celtic, and the feeling in the Celtic camp will be that it should be more. Because Rangers have dropped a lot of silly points, but con- uh, by contrast, Celtic have as well, you know. But I, I just think, yeah, I, the next one's always the most important one. But I think because of this season and the fact that we kind of have a semblance of a title race, you know, Rangers win it. They're, you know, no, no seeing what that could do for them in terms of momentum. They might strengthen themselves in January, you know. But I, I think, I think this is a, a, a major test for for both sides. Celtic to continue their winning streak or their unbeaten streak in Rangers to see if they can, you know, get over that barrier and hurdle of beating Celtic. How do you expect it to end up? I'm always of the opinion that the better team with the better players wins these games. And I think we're at a moment in time that Celtic are the better team with the better players. And I think looking at them, and I know Tom Rogic's missing and stuff like that, but I just think what that Pitodri result will have given them, you know, because it did look, you know, with seven minutes to go as if they were, they were going to stutter again. But somehow they found a resolve and they dug deep. And I think that's a hallmark of champions. It's what they do and what they've done domestically, as you say, since Rodgers has came in. So I think they'll feel good about themselves going to iBooks. They won't fear going to iBooks, despite the fact they'll only have 800 fans. And I, I suspect that they, could, they can come out on top you know, I think Rangers have some defensive problems with Conor Goldson and I just think if it comes Barisic down... Barisic missing as well. Yeah, I just think there's several key players for Rangers off the boil and their reliance on Morelos, who hasn't scored in a Celtic Rangers match up up till now, uh, is becoming, you know, it's becoming apparent they're relying on him too much now to dig them out of a hole, you know, and, and he has done, but, you know... A big game like mm. this, can he do it in a big game? What it remains to be seen. Well, Celtic's last four visits to Ibrox have resulted in 2-1, 5-1, 2-0 and 3-2 victories. And two on two of those occasions, Rangers took the lead. Celtic fought back very well to, to go on and win the match. If Rangers take the lead on Saturday, how do you see Celtic responding? You see, that's, a, that's a, another big test to see if, if, if Celtic could do it again. You know, I, I think it might be... A, a lot harder this time if Rangers take the lead and and I would assume that that's, that could be Gerard's game plan to score first and then maybe soak it up and see what happens you know and and, and if I was the Rangers manager that I, I would be trying that as well because I just think there's Celtic have got a lot far more players that can hurt them than the other way around could be wrong in that but from what I'm seeing I, I think Celtic carry a more potent threat middle to front mm-hmm. than Rangers do so if if you're Rangers, you try and score first, and then see come at us, see what you've got. You know they they, they put their faith in their goalkeeper, who's been tremendous this season, Alan McGregor. You know, so they've got a decent you know stopper between the mm-hmm. sticks. But who they play in the back is is crucial. But yeah, it'd be an interesting dynamic that. But I still think Celtic have it within them, you know, to come back from an adv- or, or react to an adverse situation, as we've seen many times this season. And, and, many times uh, during Rodgers' reign. You know? Does Brennan Rodgers line up pick itself or do you think he has 
quite a few difficult decisions to make. Rogic is away. Can Sinclair be trusted to track Tavernier, who you know bombs forward? Kintierney, I believe, is touch and go. Would they be, would they be playing Izagiri or Hayes at left back? Well, to all intents and purposes, I, I was working at uh, Hearts Hamilton, but I only saw the first half, so I didn't see Johnny Hayes' contribution. But what I'm led to believe is when he came, he Rogers identified the fact that Celtic were having a problem, and he gave away the penalty. So he just thought, right, fine. And then Johnny Hayes came in and filled that berth mm-hmm. and did okay. Uh, so uh, if he felt that, because you, you're kind of matching like we like there with Johnny and Tavernier, mm. you know what I mean? Both speed merchants. Yeah, so, attacking minded. Yeah, so you, you could you could see him, mm-hmm. you know, saying, sticking with that status quo there, saying, okay, you watch him, wherever he goes, you go. If he gallops, you gallop. And, and he's not conceded anything in terms of you know, speed-wise. Yeah. So I, I I would think that would be quite a good fit and he might, which is probably in his head, to test his, mm-hmm. I guess, Aberdeen to see how he could cope. You know, and, and he did, uh, I'm, I'm likely to believe he did very well, so I, I would be inclined to think that he could do that. The rest kind of picks itself, yeah. Rodgick's a big miss, but you've got McGregor, you've got Christie, you know, can Sinclair be trusted? You know, there's a guy that didn't per- play particularly well on Saturday and he scored <laughs> a hat-trick. People that score hat-tricks normally boss a game and, you know, and, yeah. you know he didn't. But he still was there at the right time. Yeah, right place, right time for Second a goal was a classic striker's goal. Mm-hmm. First goal got a bit fortuitous, you know, but in all of those goals, he, he's, he's had a good predatory instinct. He's followed the ball yeah. in and he's been there when it dropped, regardless of how it's dropped to him. He's been there, the second one in particular for the cross, and he's executed that brilliantly. So, and Rogers, like Roger and like other players, he, he loves them. So, I don't see him not playing them, you know. And Sinclair's got a decent record at Ibrox, he tends to do well, there, you know. So, and for that reason alone, he, he, he tried and tested guys that won't go into that cauldron and freeze, mm-hmm. you know, who, th- who thrive on it. And Sinclair's one of those that usually thrives. And so, I, I think what you've said that more or less picks itself defensively Benkovic Bayata Bayata Jozo you know he's maybe got a decision to make mm-hmm. on his back four because I don't think Bayata would have filled him any great hope that he's ready for that and bearing in mind the last time Bayata went there they, they went a goal down in three minutes yeah, yeah the window so you know these are things that will play in your mind And but again that's that's his call and I would think he would maybe go with Benkovic and Jozo, possibly, okay. for the language thing. Right. But if he really thinks Bayata's up to it and fit, then he'll he'll, he'll play. He'll play Dedrick. What about Olivier and Cham? Is he in danger of maybe not becoming a forgotten man, but finding himself not a, a, a starter or likely to be a starter? There's a player in Cham. There's a very good player in Cham, and I think like every every good player they they have a dip. And they look as if they've regressed, and I think most Celtic supporters would admit that about Insham. But I don't think they can say he's a bad player. You know, he, he's just having one of those incredible mm-hmm. dips in form where you go from there and you and you nose die very quickly. You've seen what you he know? can do against Rangers in yeah. the old firm game. Of course, uh, the one September so or so was it? Yeah, the one 0 game he scored. He was so he yeah, was and brilliant, he was, and he was great. That mm-hmm. so, and it's handy. To still have that maybe coming off the bench if it's not going your way mm-hmm. or, or you need some other dynamic in the game. So, but and I think Brendan Rodgers has to stress to Sham, 
and show them that and say, look, this is what you can do. This is what you need to, the forum you need to return to because nobody's doubting your ability. You're maybe doubting yourself and you're maybe letting criticism get to you or whatever. But if anyone who's been watching him, he has regressed slightly and he's below par, you know, so he has to work his way back into becoming, because up until that point, he was an automatic pick. Yeah. You know, you, know, you, you would have said, right, one of the first names on the team sheet. Not now, but I think a lot of players who hit dizzy heights kind of drop down and not so much lower their barrel, they hit a comfort zone and then all of a sudden, you know, it's not happening for them and he's just going through one of those spells. But he's too good a player for him not to bring himself out of yeah, that. Yeah, he had a shocker. It was St Mirren away. He sent off yeah. uh, 0-0, I think it was Kearney's first game for St Mirren. And uh, since then, I just don't uh, think he's returned yeah. to, the pl- to be the player that he, he has been. And he didn't learn lessons from that because he was particularly reckless and stupid mm-hmm. you know and could have cost Celtic that and well cost him two points but it could have been a, a lot more you know could have been a, a loss you know so uh, and he seems to have you know all the negativity that surrounding that and because the manager I think didn't have a go at him per se but I think he he said he was stupid and reckless and naive mm-hmm. and stuff and I don't know if he's one of these players that takes that to heart and has crawled into his shell a wee bit because of that but uh, you should just remember the good times and focus on that because there'll be plenty more to come from him because he, he's too good a player, as I say, not to not, not to just be cast aside and not to become an automatic pick again. I think, though, from Celtic's point of view, he, he was bought as an investment. Somebody they could yeah. buy for £4 million or so and in their mind sell him for quadruple that or so if he, if he performs well. If he's not playing... That's not going to happen. So yeah, that's the thin, yeah, thin so edge of the wedge, they, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, you know. So the and again, I, I, the manager will have to coax that mm-hmm. for him out him again. And you know, you know what Rogers is like. Rogers likes these kind of projects where mm-hmm. he, you know, he was down in the dumps and you know brought him back into the fold and he's never looked back. So I would imagine that's the kind of thing that he's working on him just now. And you know, for a lot of players, it's getting their headspace right. Mm-hmm. You know, the actual footballing side of it's it's fine. It's coping with the demands. Some people rise to that challenge and some people, you think they've risen to the challenge and then all of a sudden it, it, it hits them, the enormity of, and, and they can't. And you don't know if it's maybe affecting and sham that way in terms of, you know, he's had a bit of success and not seeing your head sweeten, but you just kind of think, you get blasé about mm-hmm. it, you take it for granted. Then all of a sudden you're not contributing, you're not the cog in that wheel, you know, and then it, and it's like, oh, oh wait a minute, you know, so maybe a wee reality check, you know, that he that he's needed or or he's had, and I would imagine that if he does get a shot or to come back in, you might see a different sham moving forward. Would you expect then Brown to sit just behind Christie and McGregor in a three? I would I would assume so. Yeah, I would I would think so. Uh, as I said, I alluded to earlier, to go into Ibrooks, you you go with a tried and tested guys that won't won't phase it won't phase them, mm-hmm. who can stare down the whites of their opponent's eyes and and not even flinch, and you know ask any Celtic supporter they'd want a half fit Bruni there, <laughs> you know. So and I know he's shown signs of aging and slowing down, but there's something he's like a comfort blanket almost. You know, the I think the Celtic supporters feel better when he's in the team because he just has that steadying and calming influence, mm-hmm. and you know, and, and can protect you know the, the the back four 
or the back three or whatever he, he plays. Yeah. You know, he, he, he offers that extra bit of security. So, yeah, I would fully expect that that's the way Celtic will go about their business. If so, it's a big game for Ryan Christie. Yeah. He, he's, he's shown what he's capable of since he came in and he has performed well against Rangers when he was at Aberdeen, scored at Ibrox, of course. But this would be his first start in an old firm game. It's an opportunity for him opportunity for him to stamp his authority even more. If you're Ryan Christie, you thrive on this, don't you? Mm -hmm. This is what players like Ryan Christie will think they were born to do. Go and shine on that stage. Mm -hmm. You know, go and turn the last few months into a good season. I I spoke to his father recently and he he, he said to him that he was always challenging him. You've not done much yet. Mm -hmm. Go and turn that month into a good season, into a good two seasons, into a great career. Yeah. These are the games you're remembered for, mm-hmm. you know. And he strikes me as being unflappable, Ryan Christie. He plays with a smile on his face, plays with his head up. He he can cope, you know, proved it against Leipzig yep. in the home game. You know, and as you, as you said there, he's some tremendous individual performances in games. But this is the one everybody will be saying, mm-hmm. can you do it in this one? You know, going to that place without the backing that you normally get and hostile environment but you know and I think Ryan Christie will thrive on that he'll want the ball he'll want to make things happen he'll come in for some treatment as well it's it's, it's only natural mm-hmm. that footballers will get kicked up and down the place it's, it's how he reacts to that and uh, and how he can as you say but he'll, he'll want to stamp his authority in that game and again as you say with Aberdeen he's been there before so he's he's been over the course of distance it's just as a wee bit more pressure now that it's yeah. Celtic so, so go and prove that you are that player that everybody's talking about mm-hmm. and that you think you are and that everyone else has a high regard for you and go and be a team player and, and, and help your team win. Absolutely. Let's discuss the January window then. Two names have cropped up in the past few days with regards to Celtic. A tale of two Timothys. <laughs> Castagna, the Belgian right-back who yep. currently is with Atalanta and Timothy Weah, son yeah. of the famous George. George. Any insight on these? Well... You know, my I was speaking to a couple of the boys upstairs and I think there is genuine interest, you know, and the right back position is something, you know, I think that they're well they're well stocked for, aren't they? The Kieran that was Kieran he's left, isn't he? No, Keen's left. Keen's left, sorry. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, problem area, isn't it? Yeah. You know, when you're playing Emilio there, you know, and stuff like that, you think to yourself, you know, uh, and you're turning Johnny Hayes into a makeshift sort of defender. You know, so you you have to say, right, wait a second. You know, so if these are two players that have identified, then fine. But the money that they're talking about is quite a lot, isn't it? Six for... Yeah, five or six for, for Castagna. Castagna. I think that's, yeah, how to pronounce Castagna. I'm not honest. Um, Until I saw the reports, I wasn't sure of who who he was. Uh, Castagna and Way as a forward player. Yeah. And he, he actually wrote on his Instagram that he had, he had made the decision to leave in January and that post was simultaneous with following the whole Celtic squad. I don't know if that's just the way of yeah. a modern footballer or if there's something more behind it. But but you also you also look upon these guys as they'll have, they'll have seen the likes of Dembele mm-hmm. go to Celtic way in particular and further his career. Mm-hmm. You know, have a brilliant two years you know, win things, become a winner, mm-hmm. you know, become even more famous in football terms. 
nobody, and then go on to become a multi-million pound player. So it's not, it's not a bad pit stop in your career. Yeah. Especially if you feel that you're, that you can go on to bigger and better things. And Celtic won't stand in your way. Celtic want the nugget. As you say, the model is get mm-hmm. a nugget, bring them and sell them on for three and four times mm-hmm. value. And if you can get someone like Way in, and you do the same as you did with Dembele, you've won a watch. It's just unearthing these guys. Castagna, I think, is playing at a decent level with Atalanta. So he has to be better than what yeah. Celtic already have for that position. He's in and out the squad. You know? uh, the, sorry, the starting 11 at Atalanta. Nine appearances for them yeah. this campaign. He's made, he's made his international debut against Scotland at Hamden a few months back, incidentally. So he, he clearly has a bit yeah, about he's, him. Yeah, he's got ability, yeah. yeah. And, and But and we spoke off here in my two words to you were Marvin Comper. Yeah. Marvin Comper was a million quid, so it's not so much of a risk. When you're shelling out five and six million, or prepared to shell out five and six million, guys like Castagna need to be the right fit mm-hmm. and need to be the right player. But if you're playing at that level and you're making your international debut, then... I can only assume that they they believe that he fits the mould, you know, and and they're taking they're ramping their interest up, mm-hmm. you know. And again, the way as one, where would be one a, a, a Dembele type, yeah, an Edward type that they want to bring in, and 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 move on after a couple of successful, well, which they would hope would be successful years, you know. But uh, interesting, intriguing targets, I think, you know, maybe not top of. Celtic supporters wish list because there may be names that are not familiar to them, but at least it shows that there's a, a scouting network. Because mm-hmm. I know Congerton has come in for some criticism recently, hasn't he, about various targets and signing targets or, or lack of. So it remains to be seen if they if they if they do come in. But uh, interesting, I think, is the the phrase I would use. But if, if Celtic are serious, then you know they, they're not. They haven't shot away in the horizon, so you might think, find in January that they will bring in players to get it over the line. Yeah, you know. Well, I think that they are, like you said, certainly different well, signings with different priorities. Castagna's twenty-three, coming to that age where you know he's he's an established player. Where's yeah. only eighteen? He's he's played yeah. he's played three times for PSG this season, scored yeah. once actually, but he's certainly not a finished article. No. And I think maybe him, he would see coming to Celtic as an opportunity, the chance maybe to play Europa League football or Champions League football yeah. next season. And he would only so, have yeah. to call Dembele. Mm-hmm. You know, and I don't think Dembele would have a bad word to say <laughs> about Celtic or, or the setup. So if you're looking for a Ryan endorsement, speak to either Dembele mm-hmm. or Edouard and, or Sham and they would say, get yourself over here, you know. So Celtic also have that in terms of luring and attracting players like that mm-hmm. you know their fellow countrymen have came and been successful you know so they, that's another card that they can play if you know if you go to these guys that have come in under Rodgers and, and left in the two years but very successful years they, they would they wouldn't need to sell the club to them these guys would do it for them you know so they're, they're in a win-win if they don't get them so be it if they get them and he turns out to be anything like Musa or Edward, then then they want to watch again. If it was if it was a loan to buy option, I'm not sure what the situation would be. If it would be six months and then sure. Celtic look at it again in the summer, yeah. or similar to what they did with Patrick Roberts, where he stays for eighteen. Yeah. 
So if, if Celtic were able to, to buy him, I'm not sure how much they would have to pay. I don't know how well-valued he is in France as a prospect. But I think if Celtic were even able to bring this boy in as an extra option going forward yeah. because they are quite light in that area. Sure. And and, and they seem to like this 18-month thing. Because mm-hmm. I don't think they like the year because they think that's too short. And six months is, you know, not enough yeah. time to bed in at all. They, so they did it with, well, didn't work out for Musonda. Yeah. Arzani's unfortunately injured himself. But Roberts was an 18-month thing, yeah. wasn't it? You know, uh, Edward, I think. Initially. No, he came in for a season and then Celtic bought him right, in okay. the summer. You know, but they like he he had a loan to buy option. Act, I'm sure yeah. though. So they they like that kind of eighteen month or a loan to buy option mm-hmm. thing. You know, it's where they, it's where they conduct their business. So if the way one was to happen, I think as you rightly allude to, I think they would try and do something mm-hmm. like that. The eighteen months thing is a. I think Brendan wants to really get to know something. Yeah. Six months he finds it hard. They might find it hard to break in. Mm-hmm. You know, a year. F- fair enough, but I think. It, they, they, they seem to favour this year and a half thing, yeah. you know, you know, so that everybody can be comfortable sure. with each other, which, which is, and again, I, it intrigues me, you know. The minute you see he's the nephew or son of or <laughs> whoever, you know, it's, it's always, oh, is he yeah. any good? He's, <laughs> and the comparisons will come thick and fast. But I think yeah, it, with with where you would have to just let him breathe and mm-hmm. be his own man and see where he goes. And as I say, Castagna, I think, is playing at a, a, a decent level. So, yeah. Uh, I think both would be welcome additions and would add quality, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, I see maybe not the names that people would have on their own wish list, but then again, they're not the Celtic manager. So Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks very much for listening. Have a happy new year, listeners, when it comes along. We'll be back shortly after the Rangers game to take a look at that and also what's coming up for Celtic over January. Remember, you can subscribe on all the usual platforms, iTunes, Acast and all the rest of them. Cheers.